This season of Good is sponsored by Good Treatments. Good Treatments is a highly curated shop of pre-made treatment designs for commercials, music videos, features, and branded content. We've all spent sleepless nights writing our treatments, only to have to start from scratch on the design. With Good Treatments, you have the look of a custom design without the cost or time. With drag and drop tools, you simply replace your images, copy and paste your text, and you're good to go. For our good listeners, we're giving away a coupon code for 20% off your next purchase. Simply use code GOOD20 at checkout. See all the treatment designs at goodtreatments.space. Oscar, why the hell did you agree to do a project with Christian? What are you thinking? (laughs) No, man, I've been following his work for a while. It's been... Uh, I got excited when I heard the name Kristen Schultz. Oh, that's uh, sick. It was, it, it was one of those things where I just felt super flattered. And um, I think you guys have been, uh, all three of us have been mutual uh, secret admirers. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, we were in, okay, so we were, I think he's told you this story, but we were in Utah uh, shooting this thing for the jazz. And we were, in the, we were sharing this house. And I was like, dude, have you seen this movie? Uh, the killing of two lovers, and he was like, "No, I can't even remember if you'd heard of it, Christian." But I basically, I was it, like, yeah. "We have to watch it tonight." So I got him to like basically sat down. Um, our we had like it, this is like a super stripped back production, so we like our poor. Uh, what would you even call Max Christian? Just like he did everything else. Yeah, <laughs> he's like our Moby Tech slash yeah. AC slash driver slash. So the poor guy was just like. I think we had just been on the salt flats and he was like cleaning all the gear, all the gear for like four hours. And me and Christian were just like glued to the TV watching this film. And, uh, anyway, dude, it like really, I mean, dude, just amazing, amazing work, man, for real. Appreciate it. Uh, I won't, of course we want to kind of back up and hear your full story and, um, where you're at and what you're up to and kind of what you're wanting to do in the future. But, Tell us about um, working with Robert. Uh, you have to tell me how to say his last name correctly. Uh, Machoyan. Machoyan, yeah. Uh, Machoyan, yeah. Wait a second, is it Machoyan? Is there a D in there? Did I add a D in there? No, Machoyan. 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 Uh, how'd you guys meet? So, yeah, I was uh, I was going to B, uh, BYU, and um, he, my second to last year there, um, I think he started teaching at BYU in the photography department. Wow! And I was kind of, and yeah, and I was kind of just looking around for more like a, like just onset experience because I uh, BYU is more of a theory school, uh, which I really I, I love, and yeah. I'm glad I got that that experience just just to understand how a director thinks and 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 just incorporate that into as a cinematographer because I just didn't want to be a technician. I wanted to be a creative. I wanted to be a collaborator that was effective, and so. Um, uh, and so I was asking around and one of my, um, when I was kind of dabbling to either go photography or, or the film program, uh, one of my first professors in the photography department, he was just like, Hey, well, I have a, we have a new professor that, that came in. You should talk to him. He, uh, he does film filmmaking and I'm sure he'll bring you on to some of his projects. And I was like, heck yeah, I just, I want to let me, let me try. And, um, it was the same summer that I was going to start going, I was, I did an internship at Keslo. So, um, I just wanted to kind of connect with him before I left. Yeah. And, um, and he was looking for, for somebody to help him out with camera. Cause usually he's a, he and, uh, and another collaborator that he works with, uh, when he was living in LA or uh, sorry, California, uh, Rodrigo, they would do films just by, them, by themselves. Yeah. They, them two were the production, which just blew my mind. And so, um, 
And, uh, and so he was going to do a short film with another professor in the advertising department, Chris Kutry, and they're going to work on this little short film and he was going to just do old camera himself. And I was like, Hey, let me help you out. I love to AC. And, and, uh, so that was kind of our, like our, our genesis of our, what film was that? Our collaboration freak, man. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not only sure asking, I'm only called. asking cause yeah. I've, I was looking at your IMDb and I've, I've actually seen the miners. I saw that at a festival a couple of oh, years cool. ago and I was like, you know, you see a lot of shorts in, a, in like different festivals. And I remembered that one specifically as being like really amazing. Oh, um, thanks, man. Was that no, this, one of your first ones or was that later in the relationship? No, this was, this was a, so the, the film that I'm talking about right now is something I just AC'd for them with, okay. this is a year before the minors. Okay. Um, um, I, I don't know. I think is. Uh, the, it's it's in Spanish. It's in Spanish. It's called Lagrimas de Mis Sueños, uh, Tears of My Dreams. Okay. Um, so it's it's more like a biography from uh, from uh, Chris Kutry's, uh family. And so cool. uh, I'm not sure. I, I haven't seen it. And so yeah. So I ended up going to Keslo, uh, kept in contact with him. And when I came back, I think uh, that kind of gave him kind of uh, more confidence in me, and just being like, Hey, do you want to? Well, he told me he's like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to be shooting something. And so I assumed that he was just kind of looking for another, like me to help AC. And of course I was down. I was like, I, this is what I want. I want experience on set. Yeah. And, and then he was just talking to it and he was kind of talking to me like as collaborators, like, so what do you think we should do? What kind of shot should we do? And then wow. that kind of just clicked. I was like, wait, do you want me to shoot this? He's like, Oh yeah. I thought that's what I thought that I thought you knew that. I was like, what? <laughs> and so that's when the panic kind of settled yeah. in. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm just, now I'm very scared. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, but we, but he was, it was cool. I mean, Robert is one of the chillest people, very friendly, very kind and the great, and the great artist too. So it was just, uh, uh, that just the initial meeting was kind of scary. But then after that, it was, uh, it was just, we just talked about shots and he gave me some references and, uh, and I mean, he's a great photographer as well. So he yeah. was able to kind of just, uh, uh, he knew what he wanted. And then just from there, he kind of let me, he just let me do my technical stuff because he usually works with natural light. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, well, what if we bring an HMI and we shoot it through some, through some, uh, some filters and get, create this, this effect. And so when you gave me the script, um, for which, for which I film? Just want, oh, sorry. This is the minors. Okay, so this is the it. minors now. Yeah. 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 So, so I, I come back from Keslo and, uh, uh, he's pitching me the minors and we work on it. We do like about two or three days of prep and I'm just kind of running through ideas. We, we, uh, and so now he's working with, I guess, a crew. So plus, yeah. plus two more people now. And so, <laughs> yeah. so it's, uh, it was a good experience. We just, uh, be able like, we just took, a each, uh, I think we shot it over the course of three days and we just took, uh, we took our time kind of discovering the yeah. shots and discovering what, what the frame is going to be. And, um, we were working with his kids and his, and his dad were the, the subjects of the, the characters in the, in the film. And, um, so, so I think it helped him to just kind of focus on the directing, focus on how to, uh, what performances he wanted. And at the same time, I'm just, I'm, I'm just gaffing my own thing, putting lights through, yeah. uh, setting up lights and, uh, um, yeah. And, and so I, yeah, it was, it was a cool good collaboration. And, and, uh, and afterwards I felt really, it felt really rewarding because I felt like I had my, my hands in, in everything. Yeah. And, um, uh, a couple of months later, he, he called me, it was right before November or uh, sorry, right before Thanksgiving. And it was just kind of, uh, do a little follow up, say, Hey, the film's done. Uh, I'd love to uh, just hear your thoughts and whatnot. And then he was like, Hey, by the way, we got into Sundance. It's like, Oh my gosh. Wow. Like this is like, yeah, it was, 
it just blew my mind because I, I, I mean, I didn't think it was going to yeah. be like a, I didn't, I didn't think he was going to submit it to festivals, but, um, for that, that, uh, that really kind of, um, just really got me super excited. And, uh, I don't know, it was just cool. It was, it was a cool little brag at school. Like people were just like, yeah. wait, you have a film at Sunday? So, <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it was, wait, uh, so you were still in I, school while that happened. Yeah. This was, Man, this fuck was my junior you, dude, year. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> how old, dude, are, you, how old are you now, Oscar? I'm 30. 30. So this was, yeah. this must have been a while ago then. Uh, yeah, this was about four years ago. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Three, four years. Yeah. Tell me, yeah, tell me about, so, tell me about working with Robert and, and just, I guess any other collaborators, it feels like you're still in school and kind of thrown into, I mean, kind of seemingly thrown into the situation of kind of having to be like, okay, I'm a, I'm the DP on this now. Um, how much of it was like experience that you'd had in school on set? And how much of it was kind of like following Robert's lead as far as how you were preparing to to shoot? Let's say like the miners, for example. We'll get to the Killing Two Lovers, but for the miners, yeah. was it like, uh, yeah? How how much had you kind of honed in like how you wanted to go about doing things, and how much of it was kind of following Robert's lead? Yeah. So I mean, at school, I've been shooting quite a bit. Um, I've already shot kind of like the capstone projects are kind of like the the bigger the biggest projects you can do as a student. Yeah. And so I shot a couple of those before shooting the miners, and so. I felt pretty comfortable with, with the kind of look that I, that I wanted and kind of how to achieve it. Um, and, uh, the nice restraint, he just told me, say, Hey, we only have enough money for like three lights or two lights. And so I was like, okay, I know I want the HMI. I, we have windows. I want the HMI to get some of that contrast right, in yeah. there. And so, and then, uh, so, um, so he, yeah, he just kind of, he, he, he was like, all right, fine. Like there was no, there was no like, well, it's like, well, let's just do natural. Let's just do window light. And so, and so I feel like I was kind of more technically savvy in that area. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I, and even when I came into school, once I figured out I wanted to do filmmaking, I kind of just always introduced myself as, as a cinematographer. Like I knew yeah. that's what I wanted to do. And so where, whereas the other students are still kind of discovering, it's like, Oh, maybe I want to be an editor. Maybe I want to be a DP or a director. I was like, no nope, DP is my thing. And so I just kind of, really dived into it. All right. Tell, tell, so tell us I, why though. What, how, what made you so like sure and confident that that's what you wanted to do? Because I, um, because I wanted to go either do photography or filmmaking and yeah. the, the part of filmmaking that really kind of like, uh, uh, just, uh, really spoke to me was the photography of it. Like yeah. I, like I, I remember as a kid that we would watch like some, some, some films from Mexico that I didn't really understand the the like the context of it because maybe some of the some of the vocabulary went over my head uh but the images kind of spoke to me more than than the actual uh where i was able to to know what the the context of the film was just through the how um how the camera was used yeah. and so uh, so that kind of carried on and then my my dad was he he collected a lot of a bunch of picture books um and so he uh i think he kind of just uh, set the he planted the idea hmm. of like you like just be, being be, becoming a visual person. Uh, my dad wasn't a, a photographer or anything; he was into music. And so, all growing up, we always listened to music. He uh, he was a part time DJ, so on like weekends he would do like quinceañeras or yeah. or weddings. And so, so music was always there, and we listened to all types of genres. So, and because of the picture books, I was able to listen to some songs and. And images would come into my head of what yeah. what the representation of what it was for me, and so um, I think I just gravitated very uh, just easily into cinematography. Maybe because I don't understand really understand what directing is, um, and I still <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so I think I think maybe that's why I didn't pursue directing because I just don't understand it yet. And 
and I, I and I and like I, and the more I come to to I guess understand it, like the logistical nightmare of what becoming a director yeah. just kind of scares me. So I stay away from it. I'm just like oh, I don't know. It's like I, I think I think the, uh, be, being a DP is enough control of how to tell the story that I don't yeah. have to uh, I don't have to be like super uh, just diving into like all these logistics. So so yeah, no. I, I and um, do you do you kind of give a lot of your you know, I think you kind of mentioned it, but I mean, what's your thoughts on like sort of having creative parents like as like sort of a seed of, of what you're doing now? Um, Not that you would call them maybe creative, but sort of like yeah. stewarding sort of creativity. They, I, I loved how uh, my dad and I were, uh, my mom too. My mom, my mom was the one that took photo photographs. She, she, she had a bunch of disposable cameras and really cheap 35 millimeter cameras that, she would always take pictures of her kids. Mm. And so that was one of my favorite, other favorite things is just go through um, albums and just kind of yeah. see mm. how she, I mean, I don't think she ever had like kind of like a uh, consciously put the arranged uh, albums together, but it was cool to just to kind of see like progression of story mm. or just, and just kind of reminded me, it was like, Oh yeah, I remember that day. And so I, I just fill in the blanks. And so um, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just something that I was just kind of like, I just naturally just more of a visual person and, uh, and that came more to me, but, uh, I think music, I, 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 music has been more kind of like how I, I see rhythm in filmmaking, like, yeah. the, like the rhythm and music kind of just are, are, I just go together so well. And, uh, and, and so when, when I talk about, when I try to discuss with the directors, like, Oh, what, what do you think the edits are going to be? What, what is the rhythm? And if they can tell me a music form, that makes sense. I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. So we want it to go yeah. a little faster. We want it to go a little slower. Yeah. So, so and, do you play and music? I, and like, the, do you play instruments? I don't do. No, man. I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't sing. I don't. I don't dance. I don't. I don't do any of that stuff. But but it's because I think it's because I heard it all the time. There was yeah. music was always always uh, around it that it was subconsciously just planted in, in my head. And so and it was all genres. It wasn't just like Latin music. It was we. Uh, my dad was um, uh, when he was in Mexico. He talked a lot about like kind of like. Uh, new wave and uh just like you know just a uh, folk rock and then uh he also liked a lot of electronic electronica or yeah. uh, edm kind of music and so so he was and he would also do like a bunch of mixtapes he would go to to philadelphia or new york and just kind of um uh, get a collection of, of music all put together and and it was cool to listen to afterwards because i'm just like oh it's, it, it's just so interesting what how he combined yeah. um, a yeah. bunch of like singles into his own, into his own thing. So Dude, I, don't know. I get and, that a lot, man. Yeah. I, I'm like, I'm the same. I know Christian traveled and played music. I did not. I couldn't tell you anything about the technical <laughs> side of music whatsoever, but it was, it's been a huge part of my like kind of formative years. Um, mm. And I would say the same thing, man. I think, I think musically a lot about filmmaking. I mean, I make a lot of music videos, so that's part of it, but like, Oh, cool. I think, yeah, I, I edit all of my own stuff as well. So like thinking kind of like rhythmically and in like a linear way. Um, yeah, I, I also, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very much the same on the same page. Like it, it means a lot to me and I feel like it's like kind of deeply embedded in who I am creatively, but I couldn't pick up a guitar and know what to do. at all. <laughs> so I'm good. I'm glad I'm in good company because I, I feel the same way. My brother, my brother does more music. He plays piano. And so he, uh, I've kind of, 
chilling the dark way of, of filmmaking and i'm just like dude please if you find anything else that you like please just go into that like you yeah. uh, unless unless you really like filmmaking that much you really really have to love it because you're going to suffer a lot like he <laughs> like he wants to go <laughs> he, he wants he wants to become a director screenwriter and Sick. but but because he's playing music all his, like uh since he was a child um uh, at church he is like the the pianist and so um he kind of learned it by by force but uh but he likes it and uh he likes doing his own compositions once in a while that's great um just to just to play around so i was like that's good man take that because that'll help you to understand rhythm of screenwriting yeah. and editing and so and which will inherently make you a better director and so and so he's i mean he's he's uh he's not in school yet and he's uh he's barely going to start college and so uh i'm excited to see what he does so yeah. hopefully he doesn't get to uh uh, discouraged because uh, I told him many times. Maybe I'm discouraging him. I don't know. Maybe subconsciously I do want him to become something more like a computer science major or something. Like, do something that, <laughs> don't we all? Do something we're going to make. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then you finance my films. So. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's uh, that's some forward thinking. I like that you just passively said you're going to suffer. By the way, <laughs> that is the way yeah, forward. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. For uh, sure. No, it's. It's it's a good it's a good stuff. I feel like it's always kind of pushing and tugging, and I feel like I've I've grown as a human, as a person as well, just kind of like reading and interacting with different people. So it's been. So Where's what are some films that you uh, grew up in that you feel like, um, you know, I always mention like this sort of turning point film for me was a film called E2 Mama Tambien maybe Alfonso oh, Cuarón and mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. films like uh, Sin Nombre too. Like there's yeah. like such good independent. Um, Latin films out there. Like, are, are there yeah. anything that you th- that I haven't heard of that the listeners maybe haven't heard of that we should definitely watch? Um, so I grew up with a lot of commercial films. My dad was was a big fan of westerns and epics. Ooh. So I like I remember watching a lot like a Launch of Arabia, the, yeah, yeah. the 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 Man with No Name trilogy, or uh, you know the the Clint Eastwood films. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, big time. Um, and then we watched a lot of documentaries too. My dad really loved documentaries, and I think that was kind of how he justified that we can kind of just watch a movie together because it's still learning something. Yeah. <laughs> and, cool. uh, and so, and, um, uh, but I feel like one of the, the, the first few films, and, and because I watched a lot of like these commercial films, um, uh, one of the films that we did see a lot was, uh, Leon, the professional. Oh, yes, um, yeah. 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 That was, that was a bit <laughs> what a great movie. This is one of those things where Christian <laughs> gives me a, cause I have not watched that movie. And I, it's like one of those blind spots that Christian like gives me a hard time about all the time where I could just solve it by watching it, but I just haven't gotten to did it. Did you, anyway. Honestly, Jared, right. you would appreciate the movie probably more now than you than ever. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Like, dude, like vintage Natalie Portman is like the best. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And but also just the wardrobe. I do feel like research wise, I need to watch that with the film that we're kind of like. Dude, it's such an entertaining watch too. It's not like a hard, it it's not like a hard watch. Not like going to like Lawrence of Arabia is like harder to watch than fucking. It was hard. professional. Okay, but. I'm sorry. Keep yeah. going. Keep going, yeah. Oscar. So, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I agree. I, yeah, yeah, just to echo what Christian was saying, it's, it's a good watch. I I, uh, I saw it again like maybe three months ago after like 10 years of not seeing it just to see well, yeah. if my, my case has changed. It's like, nope, still entertaining. Yeah. I still love this film. <laughs> it's, it's great. And uh, and uh, and it's crazy to think that was like Natalie Portman's first, first film. Yeah. She's like, oh my gosh. She's so good. It's crazy. Well, was she uh, like 10 but, years uh, old or like 13 years yeah, old? Yeah, she was super, super young. So, 
Um, the, the film, but the film, I feel like that kind of really, uh, we were, we were at a, so we had a lot of, uh, weekends were like family parties and we were at a, my uncle's, uh, house and they were watching, uh, they were talking about a film that came from Mexico. They're like, dude, we got to watch this. Like, like let's, it's, uh, it's Amores Perros mm-hmm. is uh, in your reduced first film. Yeah, and yeah. so, uh, I remember, I remember watching that, but again, like I, like, uh, the Spanish that they use is Mexico city Spanish. So it's, it has like its own vocabulary as well. And so, um, uh, yeah, and it was it was all over the place. I like, but the thing is, like, I like how it felt, and I like, and I really like the visuals. It's extremely raw. Yeah, and um, uh, so yeah, that was one of them. And I think one of the films that really made me have like um, empathy, or kind of more like, it made me made me realize that film is more like a a barrier for for the world is Toto Rwanda with. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, it's it's. Yeah. I don't know. I just like I remember watching it, and I'm just like, man, there's. It's a brutal movie. There's yeah. places. It's a, yeah, exactly. It was brutal. I mean, it was still commercial and because it was still from Hollywood, I guess. But but I just remember watching it. and I just felt so bad and just it made me think afterwards. It's like okay, movies have more like of an impact than than just being inter- entertainment. Right. Um, yeah. And, yeah. But when but when I got to school is when I kind of dived in more into like the the art house and uh, the first film classes that I took. Uh, was German and Scandinavian cinema because I was just looking for uh, I was just looking for a class that I can just go and get an A essentially <laughs> and just uh, you know because yeah. I was I was on scholarships so I needed 15 credits each semester and yeah. it's like all right what are the what are the, and so but that one was I, that's what that's what decided me or made me or it made me decide to go into filmmaking was German and Scandinavian because we wow. started with like the uh, uh, we watched a bunch of Ingmar uh, Bergman films yeah. and. Um, uh, uh, dryer films like Passion of Joan of Arc, yeah. uh, uh, and, uh, and, and, and just seeing a, a, a whole new perspective of cinema but from a different lens and still, and still feeling how rel- relative, like relevant it is to yeah. a modern society, even though it's made like almost a hundred years ago. I was just like, wow, that's powerful. Uh, and then I took Italian and Italian and French cinema after that. And, and then I went to the film program and That's we were amazing. able to dive yeah. more. Yeah. And it was, so I love school. I, if I could go back and, and I'd have to worry about money or anything, um, I think I would love to have done the masters Yeah, just to, cause I, I really, I just feel like there's so much. And I mean, good thing for the criterion collection cause it's curated. Um, but, yeah. but again, it's, it's overwhelming cause there's so many, yeah, so many. Dude, I'm films. the same way. I love being in like that kind of environment. That's just like, you know, like burgeoning with like, I don't know, new things and education and like wanting to like people that are just uh, wanting to learn. I love being around that kind of energy, you know, I miss. I think also just like being forced to watch something and then maybe write about it or like have some, some type of analysis of a movie. I feel like I watch movies so passively now where I'm like, that was good or that was bad. Or (laughs) there's no, like, uh, let me sit down and like write an article about this. You know, I guess you could use like Letterboxd or something like that to sort of do yeah. that. But the educations, I mean, do the the film class I took in high school, I feel feel like changed my life for sure. And I was like the only kid in there who like wanted to be there. It was like an easy <laughs> A. Yeah. So I was yeah. in front row. Like all the kids behind me were fucking sleeping. Or also my teacher had narcolepsy. So he Sick. would be uh, <laughs> like literally he'd be standing in front of the class like talking. And then he would just drift off drift. for about 30 seconds. Oh, man. And all the kids. And nobody ever did anything, but it was always like, oh, 
I guess we're just going to sit here for 30 seconds. <laughs> and then he'd wake up and, uh, and he'd like continue the speech or whatever, but he'd made us watch such good films, man. Like just like, do you remember films. any, um, what's the one, the one that comes to mind the most is the Christian Bale's a kid with Spielberg. Uh, what, what movie is that? Oh, yeah. Sun, something, sun, yep, sun, something, sun. Uh, I can't believe I can't remember this. And then like uh, uh, Ben Hur, endless, and like, endless, uh, some sun. We could look at this up. Yeah, we watched <laughs> Ben Hur. Also, we watched Hotel Rwanda and uh, yeah. Empire of the Sun. Empire, Empire of the Sun. Of there the you go. Sun. Um, such a good movie. But it was it was great, man. Like you'd you'd come in and you'd watch half the movie, and then the next day you'd finish it, and then you'd write Dude. a little article about it, and then you pass the class for free. It's like. <laughs> Such a good class. <laughs> yeah, I did miss that. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, this is something we don't have to belabor this because this comes up a lot. But I'd be curious your take, Oscar, having gone to film school. I went to film school. Christian did not. Um, and I feel like <clears throat> I have a lot of respect for people who can kind of figure it out on their own. <laughs> I feel like mm-hmm. I needed to go to film school for like some structure for myself. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking about like sitting in a classroom and like watching a movie, writing a report mm-hmm. on it. Uh, or like this project is due on this date. Good luck kind of thing. Like I yeah. needed that. Um, yeah. For you, uh, where would you kind of place that? Like, did you need that kind of experience? What drew you to film school in the first place? And do you think it was worth it looking back? Absolutely. I mean, I, I feel like I'm one of the few people that, that feels like don't film school is worth it. Um, yeah. uh, um, cause I mean, I, I didn't go to university thinking I was going to be through my teenage years. I wanted to become a chef. That was like my, mm-hmm. that's what I really wanted to do. And, um, with my mom, I would help her cook whenever she was working or something. And, um, it was cool just to kind of have her sense of how she would create recipes for these creations. And, um, and so, and so, uh, but I got it, but then I ended up getting a scholarship to go to BYU. And so it was like free schooling. And that's why for me, I, I ended up going there, but I wanted to do like, when I went to BYU, I wanted to do like the thing that, that they were known for, which was the business school. And I quickly found out that I wasn't cut out for, for business. I wasn't really good at business. And, I, I, I failed, which I got to see, but that was still failing at BYU, uh, to get, uh, for one of my first classes. And I was like, all right, well, that's over. There, there goes, there goes my shot. Um, and, uh, so I was kind of bouncing around, yeah, bouncing around, uh, majors. And then, uh, um, I went on the LDS mission and that's where it kind of helped me to just really, uh, I'm sure if you're familiar with the Mormon faith, but like you, we, we go out for like two years yeah. and, um, and where did so you go? I went out for two years. I went to Vegas. Yeah, I went to exotic Vegas, and uh, <laughs> and uh, but it was it was interesting because it was a melting pot. I've met so many different people from all paths of life, like really wealthy people who were you could tell that they were depressed, but I mean they still showed face, and I was just like, man, I, I I just wonder what's going through their minds, and and then you and, they, and then the opposite, like you met like people who were very limited means, kind of like more familiar to what I was growing up, but because, but they felt very happy because they felt like they had it all, and yeah. I was like, wow, this is. And so, and then in, the, in between, I talked with a lot of like teenagers and, and, you know, just younger, younger adults and, and just kind of hearing like their, uh, their stories. And, and again, I was able to just, in my head, I was just paint these, paint these, uh, uh paint the gaps. And so, yeah. uh, when I came, when I came back from my mission, I, I went to school and I was like, okay, I think I want to become a, a child therapist. I think I, I want to go to human development. 
But um, the more I kind of dived into it and just kind of seeing what it would entail to, I was like, ah, I can't do it. I, I, I don't know if I, I have like the, the emotional strength to yeah. help some people because I, I feel like I'm going to need a therapist after this. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> so it's, so, and then, and that's where, that's when I took German and Scandinavian because I was just like, oh, uh, you there's film classes. I didn't realize there were film classes. And, and so, and then I th- found out there was a film program and that's, and so it was one thing led to another. And so I was in school for like forever. So that's why it took me forever to graduate. Um, I was in there for like almost seven years. Wow. And uh, yeah, I know. And then, but I mean, I, I liked it. I, yeah, I really yeah. like learning. <laughs> so it didn't feel, it didn't feel like a, I mean, some classes did feel like a drag, but I really liked it. And I would have stayed there more, but I'm glad they kind of, they're like, you got to go. Like, <laughs> get out of here, like, Oscar. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, there's no more. And so, um, and, um, um, uh, so yeah, that's how I kind of, and, and for me, like without, without film school, I don't think I would have, uh, like you said, I needed structure. I needed, I needed to know deadlines. I needed to know, like, uh, I guess like the theory, the theory was yeah. the most important thing. Um, I needed to like be forced to read these theorists who are just very dense, but then at, in class, the professor would just break them down. You're like, Oh, Okay. So we're talking about editing as this form. We're talking yeah, about right, uh, how right. to care. And so it was, and, and for there, I was able to conceptualize kind of like, okay, governmentalize, like, okay, this is for this, this is for this, it's for this. And from there, I was able to build my building blocks um, uh, to be, you know, a director of photography. And so, um, and, uh, so I, and I love the collaboration of film. Um, I yeah. think photography would have been a little bit too lonely, which yeah. sometimes I don't mind being alone, but, I, I like talking with other creatives and, um, you know, just other departments and, and just kind of getting a sense of what they're thinking about and, and just making something cool. Um, so the sense of community is what really attracts me to. Filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. Oscar, how much does kind of did and currently does photography play a part in um, the way you go about uh yeah, shooting a film like it. I mean, when I when I see your work, it feels very photographic, and I'm curious how much of that is. Dude, Jared, I, I will say like just from the little bit of time that I've spent with Oscar for this project we're about to do, like I think his, I've only scratched the surface of it. I think, but he's got like a deep, deep knowledge of just like photographers and like, like uh, as references too. Like, like the first conversation we had. He like shot me like a, a photographer that was like exactly what I wanted to do for this project, and I was yeah. like, "Does that come shit. from your dad, or is that uh, a little bit kind of like that, you taking that and going running with it?" Yeah. So when I was in the photography uh, kind of taking those photography classes, there was a there was like a list of uh, of picture books that you know the, the other students was like, "Oh, I like this, oh this, oh," and I just write them all down. Yeah. And then some YouTube channels as well. Robert is also a big big part of that because he has a bunch of picture books in his office and I'll yeah. just go through them and uh and he and and uh, he'll just help me with references and and I'm just like I'm I'm, I'm looking for something like this what who do you recommend and they're like oh you should look at this That's or look at that and I was like okay yeah and so so he's a yeah he's a uh he has encyclopedic knowledge I feel like of uh, films and photographers and it's pretty cool and so um and so I try to emulate that too so I, I just because sometimes just looking at movies just yeah. I tend to kind of zone out yeah. and uh, I need, I need other references and music. Again, music helped me out a lot to just to understand rhythm, yeah. photographers, paintings. Um, I, I wanted to, um, I wanted to minor in art. Uh, uh, what's it called? 
our education. Um, yeah. uh, uh, Q, uh, what is it called? Anyways, just to, just to kind of, uh, get like, kind of like, a because uh, there was a, there was a class where we went through, uh, from the Renaissance to contemporary art. And it was just fascinating just to see yeah. the styles evolve. And then, and then, um, just how some, some iconic and just, you know, very prolific kind of, uh, painters now to us, they were just kind of like, almost like scumbags to their, to, to their time. They're like, what, what are they doing? Like what, this doesn't work. And, but, but it's, it's, and, and, and for me, that kind of gives me courage. I'm just like, okay, if, if I want to take, I want to take those, those, uh, you know, leaps of faith, maybe if we're going to, it's going to fail. It's going to be the worst thing ever made, but at least now I know, um, yeah. uh, or, or I will learn. It's like maybe, uh, maybe 90% of it sucked, but this, this 10% is what I'm going to carry for the yeah. next film or next project. And so, so, um, so yeah, so, um, and yeah, and that, I think that's why I like to watch a lot of international cinema because there's a lot of like, um, there's a, there's a lot of expression that, that they're experimenting with that hasn't made it to the States, but once it makes it to the States, then, they, then I feel that it becomes kind of like yeah, an aesthetic. That, yeah. And so, um, and so, yeah, anyway, so, so I don't, I, I, I try to stay very open-minded, uh, with, with everything around me and try to view the world. And, um, I'm a pretty lazy photographer. I, I, I do, I do, I have my camera, I have my film camera, but I, I it's mostly pictures of my kids or, <laughs> or just like on walks. And so it's, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I, 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 I wish I could be more, more, um, art, artistic or more just kind of like, I I, when I take pictures of my kids, it's like, okay, what, what will Sally man do in this situation? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I don't know. Like, so things like that. Yeah. Uh, so, Diving into a little bit of uh, killing of two lovers, I feel like I have so many questions on this. But so maybe like, give us like, if you're if you're okay and if you know all these things, yeah. but um, like his like iconically cheap to make, right? Like in a way that's like when I say iconically, I'm like what you guys pulled off is like insane insane for what i for i think you guys made it for but do you know like exactly sort of what was like the running budget for the, for that movie oh i'm not sure i mean after all the expenses like it's i mean it's definitely under 500k way under 500k like maybe even under 200k yeah but um the, but yeah the exact number sure. right now well, that i've uh -huh. read is the production was 32,000 Mm. And then the the post was somewhere comparable to that, so like it was under seventy, maybe with you know everything that came after with marketing and all that. I'm sure it ballooned, but like, yeah. Um, I mean that sounds about right. I mean just because I know like, uh, so it's it was it was notoriously cheap. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> but it wouldn't say feel like that. I would say iconically, dude. <laughs> yeah, iconically. I mean, dude, there like, you go. Icon one of my favorite films is a film called Primer, which was made by Shane okay. Carruth. You know what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about? <clears throat> which was made for five thousand dollars on like sixteen mil, like short ends and stuff like that. And you watch the movie, and you can totally tell. But the story is so good. But I think the yeah. difference here is like, dude, I I couldn't. There was nothing about the film when I was watching it with Jared where I was like. Uh, this is like you could there's a lot of just like mistakes and whatever it just didn't even mm -hmm. matter at the end of you know what i mean it was like so uh flawless in a lot of ways but you know i'm interested like going into that project with like even if you just look at the crew it's like i think you had one gaffer like a couple acs and like maybe that was it you know like mm -hmm. what, yeah, is, what was the crew is, like is, i'm sure it changed yeah, day to day but like? yeah it was what was the crew like 
Yeah. So the first day, the first day we shot, I was told it was going to be a test day. And so I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> well, do you remember so from like, the oh. movie what that was, what scene it was that you guys were shooting? Yeah, it was, it was the toy store, the toy store scene. Okay. Uh, when he goes, when he goes into the store to buy the rocket. Rockets, and yeah. so, yeah. So, I mean, I knew like, uh, Robert did tell me, he's like, if, if, if it, if it makes it into the movie, cool, no big deal. Uh, I mean, that, that'll be cool. But if it doesn't, no big deal. We just want to kind of like get our bearings with the actor. And I was like, oh, okay, great. And then, uh, but I quickly found out, I was like, oh no, this is the, like the, the actor is really like, Clayton is really getting into it. Yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh. It's like, I can't really, I can't ask that up. And so, uh, uh, and th- what was scary too is that, that, um, that uh, Robert kind of just told me the general, like, oh, this is where we're going to be shooting. Just find the frame and then we'll shoot it. I was like, oh. but do you not want to talk about it first? <laughs> Uh, like I, and so I mean, we we talked about it in pre-production because we we knew we wanted it to feel like photographs, like we we wanted it yeah. to feel like a, a album of family pictures, wow. and so and so I was like, okay, let, let me let me take that and let me use that and uh, and frame up, and then he would look at it, he's like, yeah, that looks, that looks good, and so I lit it. Um, I had a so the AC that was helping me that day, uh, uh, um, she helped me she helped me set up lights and um, and. Uh, and then there was another AC that, that came in and she was my focus puller. And she's like, Hey, can you teach me how to use this really quick? And I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> but she was great. Like she, I think, but she learned so quick. Like after like one, one take, uh, or not, after like just a couple, couple takes, she just had it. And so we, we were, it was smooth after that. Wow. Battle. Crazy. Uh, yeah. There's not yeah, a ton so of focus had- pulling in this movie. Like you, no, you're saying yeah. it like, uh, like you guys went after it from like a photographic, but like there's so many, and I hope people would maybe pause this and, and just go rewatch the movie or like go see it if you haven't <laughs> seen it. So you know yeah. what we're talking about. But everything is like very locked off, composed, mm-hmm. like let the scene take place. Um, Dude, I don't know how to say this without sounding like I'm like just sucking up to you. But like I <laughs> – so Christian Solomon sent this trailer to me. And it was – because I hadn't heard of it until – I didn't remember this until he told me that day. He sent this yeah. trailer to me. And was like, basically like, dude, you have to go make your movie. Look how amazing this looks. It feels like very much in the same spirit of like what you're doing. And I watched this trailer and was like, I can't believe how beautiful this looks. And also how connected I feel to it. And then I sent it to you and it was like, did you have to watch this movie? (laughs) So it like made it through like a lot of different friends of ours. and, And it just feels like, I guess what I want to tell you, Oscar, is like, dude, I watched this and it, even just the trailer, but especially the film, uh, dude, it gave me so much energy to be like, I have to go make my movie happen, you know, especially like Mm -hmm. the way you guys did it and the way that it was shot. I just felt like such, honestly, like such like a kinship to what you guys did. And I just admired it and admire it so much. Uh, So just like complete like fanboy moment. (laughs) It gave me a lot of life and like a lot of like fire to like keep going and, and trying to make my movie happen. So thank you for that. That means a lot. Yeah. That means a lot. Thank you. It's always nice to hear kind of like, I don't know. Cause I mean, we, I, we knew what we went through. And so it's, uh, it's, it's always nice to see the, the rewards. Did you have any idea? And again, we can dive back in Christian. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you yeah. off. Yeah. I, want, I want to dive back in for sure. But did you have any idea that it would become, and I don't know what it's felt like for you, but it's obviously rippled out to become a bigger thing than 
I imagine you thought it was when you got involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that Absolutely. been like? I mean, yeah, Robert showed me the first edit, and he uh, he was out of town. He just kind of gave me the keys to his office. It was just look at it. And it was in black and white. Uh, that's how he usually edits. He usually edits in black and white just so he doesn't have to look at anything else. Uh, and, so uh, smart. Hold and, on, hold on. And it was just, <laughs> pause. <laughs> that's such a great idea. I've never thought about that, Jared. <sighs> I'd want to talk to him more about that. I'd, I'd have some yeah, questions yeah, about that. Okay, continue. Though. A, yeah, no, no, for sure. I think Robert would love to talk to you with you guys. Um, and, and and he's he's way more articulate and smarter than I am. So this is, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just I'm giving you like the 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 cliff notes of everything that that happened to me from my perspective. But yeah, he he was out of town. He he uh, he told me he's like, hey, check the uh, just check out the film. See, tell me what you think. And I watched the whole entire thing, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is. <laughs> this is actually really good. <laughs> yeah. And so just because I just because I know there was like some some issues with like uh, continuity and logistics sure. that that came up on set, and so I was I was kind of afraid of like, do we have everything that we need? Yeah. I was like, I hope so, but because uh, we shot it all in twelve days, and um, some oh, days were cut short. And, and <laughs> <laughs> but but it was. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, Did you say so, twelve days? Yeah, you said? Twelve days, yeah. Twelve days to uh, to. Uh, Two weekdays. Ah! <laughs> what? Okay, sorry. Keep going. No, you're good. You're good. And um, I was, I was just really proud of it. And 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 honestly, I was like, uh, I know the intention was to get it submitted to Sundance. And um, and I was like, there's, I mean, I don't know too much about the festival at that point. I'm just like, I, I like, I don't understand how this can't be like entered Sundance. And so uh, right. I was very optimistic about it, and I was proud of it. So for me, that was, like, I just felt really good. Um, but uh, well, sorry, am I answering your question? I feel like now I'm kind of. I don't know what the question was. The first time you watched it, I mean, we're we're getting a sense of it. But the first time, it was very obvious that there was something there. Like there, there was something really special there that you guys had pulled off. But okay, let's let's back up and dive back in though, Christian, a little bit more, like into kind of day to day, yeah, how it was feeling. I'm curious too because I'm looking at I'm looking at uh, Robert stuff and he seems pretty hands-on having shot a lot of his own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, did it feel like he was kind of handing the keys over to you in that way? Like yeah, he was, was kind of like focusing on yeah. other things or was no, he pretty involved no, with framing things up or whatever? No, no. So, so we looked at all the picture books in pre-production that we were looking for. And then um, he told me, he's like, I want you to, to like, I want you to be the cinematographer on this. And so, and, uh, and so that's where the trust came in. I would frame up and, and like the first, like the first few days was a lot of like, Hey, can you, can you see if this is, this is good? And he would just kind of take a peek. I was like, yeah, that's good. And then after a while, he was just kind of, he would just let me frame and he didn't even have a monitor either. That, or the, the monitor that we had was for our, uh, our focus puller. So she can pull focus. And then whenever, whenever, uh, if the camera wasn't, uh, uh, in the van or, or whatever, then he'll kind of uh, sneak over a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, I felt like a really big collaborator in that. That's why I think I, that's why I say I feel proud of it because yeah. um, I, I didn't feel like a camera operator. It was yeah. like, oh, yeah. I feel like a DP. I feel like I'm making exposure decisions. I'm making camera like, uh, uh, and so he gave me a lot of confidence to go into projects after that to really um, kind of like uh, be like a creative, uh, you know, just a creative yeah. collaborator. Um, and so uh, uh but but yeah no but but I, I feel like a lot of the pre-production he already knew like what 
what he wanted to look like. He does. He he also had a little journal where he kind of like storyboarded everything. Okay. But he he would always say he was always say don't judge it because I can't I can't draw perspective. Right. Um, so he'll kind of it was just uh, it wasn't stick figures, but it was like a step above stick figures. Yeah. And uh, and so that kind of gave me a sense of what he was looking for. So so I'll take that and I'll translate it into what was in the in the scene and then. And uh, and then once I found like once I found the rhythm of it and the like consistency to keep the framing, then that's then that's when I was like, okay, these are the decisions I'm yeah. making. I'm just, and so can we uh, can we dive in a little bit? To, I'm I'm curious. You know, shooting a film in 12 days, obviously there are different ways to do it, but it feels like one way, and it feels like this is maybe what you guys employed is like, um, really economic setups. You know, yeah. like where there wasn't like you know, tons of coverage or over the shoulder stuff. It was like, yep. how can we most economically capture this scene and still it feel like emotional and poignant and all of that. So mm-hmm. talk to, tell us about like those conversations with Robert or maybe that was you kind of conjuring these things up or you guys together, but the economy yeah, of the these scenes. The simplicity of it. Yeah. yeah. It's very fascinating. Um, uh, we we knew what we were going to do. Like so, one of the first shots, one of the first shots that we talked about it when we did like go to location scout was um, why he wanted to shoot at this location was because he's like, this is the wife's house, this is Nikki's house, and this is Derek's house, and he wanted he he thought always thought it was so like the he thought that that dynamic of how close they were worked together, yes, and, yeah. and even though they were separated, was just so powerful to him. So he's like, I want that to be a, a one a one take, I want that to feel just like yeah. a, just a one shot, and so. Um, so, and and we saved our close-ups for for like emotional moments, which is one when the story begins, and also for the date scene. I feel like that's the only times where we save the close-ups. And yeah, um, again, yeah. that's that goes back to theory as well. Just like you kind of um, you know just keep keep away from the audience as much as possible, yes. so that way when when it happens, they're like, oh, this is like now it, this, I'm, I'm supposed to really pay attention to this yeah. moment, or this is going to be an emotional a moment. So. And so, um, uh, and, uh, oh, now I'm just blanking. Uh, yeah. Like the, the economics of it, the simplicity of it. Oh yeah. I mean, we we did get a lot. Yeah. We did get a lot of pushback on, I'm just like, Hey, are you sure you don't want to cover this scene anymore? I was like, we can't, we can't, because if we cover this scene, it's not going to make sense for the rest of the film. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, I, I was very, I was like super proud that he kept to those guns too. It's like, we can't, we can't cover this scene. Um, this is this is it, and and um, of, of course there's that's that 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 scary part with because uh, um, that was coming from like our producers too, and and then it's like well, but let's what if we just get like a over like you said over the shoulder, yeah. just kind of like a a single, and it's like no, let's this is it, this is the aesthetic, <laughs> and so we yeah, and so. because because he also knew that we like we're gonna we we won't have time to do coverage for any other scene right as well, so we don't want a scene to just kind of feel like we break the language of the film. All Can I just ask you out of uh, pure curiosity, just cause yeah. I'm just, just to digress for a second, you go from mm-hmm. one house to the, to the next in that opening kind of sequence. Um, oh. I know this is kind of nerdy and we try to stay away, away from like gear talk on here, <laughs> oh, no, you're good. but no, you're um, good. what, what, cause it was like, it felt like very purposefully kind of like imperfect, like that movement mm-hmm. from, from that mm-hmm. one, the first house to the second, what, was the camera on was it on the back of a truck or something like what was no, it was it was on the golf cart okay the the camera was strapped on top i think i have a i think i was still that i can send you guys yes, no. um, Love to see uh, a bts still and, and so it was it was a, a cheap tripod it was like an o'connor tripod um 
we just ratchet strapped to a, a, a golf cart. So it, so the legs wouldn't move too much. Yeah. And then it was just me panning. Um, wow. and then, and then, yeah, so it's, and, and like the road wasn't, um, 100% perfect either. But when we looked at, I mean, I know Robert, when we looked at the edit, he was just saying, I like it. Like yeah. this is, <laughs> it, this feels emotional. This feels emotional. Yeah, and yes. I was like, Oh yeah, you're right. Like this is, you're, you're right. This is very emotional. And, and, um, uh, and, uh, it, it, for me, I always think of that scene is whenever I, when I was younger, I used to get so scared that my knees start to shake a lot. Yeah. And so that's, and wow. so, and I felt like that's how I kind of interpreted that scene after watching it. I was like, he must be terrified because he almost did something stupid that he was never yeah. going to take back. Yeah. And so he must uh, be out of his mind. And so that it just became a visceral moment. And, um, so uh, I think it was a happy accident. Uh, uh, yeah. um, it, and uh, because after that, we ended up using the back of the van, which was also like their grip truck to uh, mount, <laughs> yeah. mount the mount the camera to do like these um, uh, dolly shots. I do want to dig into yeah. some more of that, but it's for we can kind of hold off on it till the end. Uh, but I'm mm-hmm. curious about kind of the last like longer sequence too. Um, but mm-hmm. Christian, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, I mean, we, I would be remiss if we didn't uh, mention how incredible, I don't even know what you call it, the score or the sound design yeah. for this oh, movie is like... It's so strange I mean, and amazing. Was that a yeah. composer or was it a sound designer? Do you know? Yeah, that's... Uh, so he... So Peter worked on the miners as well. He did the miners' uh, uh, sound design. So he's a good sound designer from... Peter Albrechtson, is that what you did? Al Brexton. Yeah. yeah, he's, he's a, I think he's a pretty big deal. Um, and, uh, I think he worked like in Dunkirk or some, some other stuff. And he worked like on some Oscar nominated, wow. um, uh, films. And so, and, um, anyway, so he, I think he elevated the film to a whole different level. Yeah. Um, cause I saw, I saw it without sound. I just saw it with dialogue and, uh, no sound. And then my first time seeing it all put together was at Sundance. Wow. But uh, I remember, <laughs> I remember coming out of that film and just being, and just, because, um, yeah, because there's no music in it either other than, right. um, and, uh, I mean, I would yeah, call so it just, music in a way, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's more like, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what you call it, man. I've watched, there's it's a like, whole, I can't remember if it's on the extra features on the iTunes thing, but there is an interview with him and he talks about it. Um, the sound designer, it's very hmm. interesting. Yeah. I'll have to dig that up so you yeah. can see it. But, um, yeah, it's entrancing, man. It, it is like this talk about like kind of like, you know, you talked about kind of like the rhythmic quality and almost like the arrhythmic quality of, of uh, this film. And I feel like what he's doing sound wise is like so strange and striking. But connected um, at the same time. But connected, yeah. 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 From what I understand too is that Robert said that he and his dad went down to Kanash after the, it just got bunch of sounds from the from the from mm, the town yeah and just uh and that became the sound library to to make all these for the sound design essentially and so so it's all like found um uh, it's all part of the set essentially dude i uh oscar i have a, i have a theory when i was watching it and i kind of digested it with jared right afterwards um i didn't know you guys made it in 12 days but i i kind of it felt like um you know, if you look at like any sense of a uh, story structure for like any movie or like save the cat or like some kind of like hero's journey or like whatever, mm-hmm. um, it felt like Robert had devised this movie or, or separated this movie 
into each scene represented one thing. Obviously, like that's an oversimplification of like mm. the writing process, I think. But was there any sense of like uh, it? It also felt like you guys did like one thing a day, almost. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know how you guys actually broke up your days, but maybe talk about how mm-hmm. like uh, like what did the actual day look like? And was there like a communication about you know this is what we're trying to do today? This sort of emotional arc, and then that's it. We're gonna call it after that yeah yeah what robert and i usually did was um in the beginning and top of the day we would go to the location that we're going to be shooting in i mean everything was so close that we just walked there and we just talked and then we kind of like uh figure uh figure out the blocking and then just kind of where the camera's going to go um and um and then i think there was a little bit more discovery on as 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 it progressed as well it's like okay maybe we have to adjust a little bit more here but but um but it was like about maybe one or two scenes a day. Um, uh, and since they, they played out, uh, we were able to shoot a, a page or two in, in um, oh, I don't know how many pages we shot a day, to be honest. But, uh, um, but your coverage was so, your coverage was so economical that you could, like some of the, like some, like one shot would be maybe two pages long or something sometimes, or three right. pages long or something. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, 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 but yeah, I don't know how many pages we actually shot since I didn't have a script on me and, and, um, um, and, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to go back to think of what, how it was. I know every single day started with prayer. Just be like, please don't let this, please. I don't want to ask this out. It's like, it's like, we have a good thing going yesterday. It was great. Let me, let me just keep on, uh, let's make it, let's go strong. But, um, uh, yeah, no, no. They, I think we we did about one or two scenes a day, and we, uh, I know we went to locations to talk about the scene, and if there's any lighting that I had to do, I had to just kind of like guess because we I had a gaffer for the first two days, and he had a health problem, and so he had to drop out of the film, and so essentially it was, um, I was my own gaffer. Our sound person, he was like a, a jack of all trades, so he he helped out. He was he was helping out as key gripping, so he was helping to mount the the car rig. Uh, the host is straight to yeah. the to the car, and then and Robert will also uh, start placing lights, and I'll just kind of start directing. Like, oh, let's put that big light over here. Let's put it over here. And we, uh, I mean, we we mostly lit for the first thing that we did was we lit. We had to do the uh, we had to make it feel like morning uh, to match our exterior shot, and then uh, and then all the night stuff, of course, had to had to be lit. And so, um, but other than that, everything else was kind of available light. Wow. Yeah. So. So, so I, I guess we didn't have like the traditional like three hour setups to to light something. Right. Like, it was just kind of like like let's find the composition. Okay, cool. Like the the sun is pretty good, and and yeah, and, and that's the benefit of shooting during the winter. You have a low angle sun. Yeah, right. That you're able. To, yeah. So it, the sun was always very beautiful, and and we had we were lucky with kind of like these overcast days that kind of made the edit a little bit more seamless too. Yeah, it felt it felt like everything was just highly planned for, for yeah, natural light. And, and that's whatever. something I wanted to talk to you about Oscar. I, I know that all, I think, I think most filmmakers, directors, DPs, whatever, um, have a side of them that likes to be like reactive, right? Like you show up and you like reacting to a space or to a moment mm-hmm. or whatever, but we're also kind of perfectionists. So I wonder like in a situation like this, where you're throwing a, camera on a hostess tray and you're, you're going this route 
down this road and you don't know exactly what's going to end up in the back of the frame and all this. There's so many unknown variables. How much of you is like thriving off of like things just appearing and happening on screen and being surprised? And how much of you is like uh, frustrated by any, any level of like um, not being in control or things feeling imperfect in the moment? Yeah, that was, I think that was one of the benefits of Kanash is that it was kind of a ghost town. It was a very sleepy town. So yeah. we didn't have that, that um, problem of having things in the back um, too much. And so, um, but even if it did, I don't think it would have bothered me at all because of, and we don't want this to feel, I mean, we still want it to feel kind of like a little bit lived in yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, but, but we never, I don't think, I don't remember. I mean, yeah, there was, there was the, um, I guess the climax of the scene where, where the uh, David and uh, Derek kind of confront each other yeah. and you see the, the cars in the background. Yeah, right, right. So that was kind of like un- unplanned. We we're like, what, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> it was just like for an hour, just cars would come back and forth. So I was like, Oh, this must be people getting home. But I think that's the only time where I, like I remember because when everything else, when he's driving on the, on the road, yeah. um, we had a, we had somebody that was from Kanash that was helping us kind of figure out, who we can talk to, where we can go sure. that, that that with like, Hey, we need about five miles of road. Do you, where, where do you go? He's like, Oh, I know a place. And, uh, <laughs> and then, and then that's, and then, yeah, that was it. And so he kind of hooked us up a little bit or quite a bit. And Jeremy, he's also in the movie. He's a, uh, he's the one that talks about, uh, hiding kids in his backyard. And <laughs> it's, it's, uh, uh, so he was a funny guy. Yeah. So he was a cool guy. Um, can we talk about, the confrontation at the end real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, after things kind of maybe like, I don't want to give anything away, but things kind of reach like a, um, a boiling, boiling point. point, the boiling yeah. point, right. Where the conflict maybe kind of like hits like the boiling point, And then there's kind of a moment where they separate. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And walk me through the setup even like stunt why I'm just curious how all that. Yeah. We were, that was the biggest happened. thing that we talked about right after, like while we were watching the movie, just like how he actually, we can be a bit more specific when yeah. he like, he's driving, he's obviously like suffering. I think there's mm-hmm. blood pouring down like his face into oh, his yeah. eyes and he r- runs off the road. I'm just wondering practically how the hell did you guys do that? Is it all just for real? Yeah, that was all for real. There was a yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think we didn't have a we didn't have a first AD on set, so I think there would have been a lot of pushback if if they knew what was going on. I mean, I'm naive. Yeah, I'm in the back. I'm in the I'm in the back of the truck looking at framing with my focus puller, and so we're just like, oh shit, oh shit, so, just like just sliding everywhere. And so, and then, it, and then it crossed my mind, it's like we could have flipped over. And, and really died. So, um, uh, and, uh, <laughs> I know it's, it's so sketchy in, in hindsight, but, uh, I guess that's indie, indie filmmaking. Yeah. Um, and Klein, and, he seemed to be, yeah. I mean, he like was under control and everything seemed to like be yeah. fine, but God, what a moment, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause we, uh, I think again, I think our, our Jeremy is the one that found that area where, um, where we can kind of slide into. And then we just timed it cause, um, we just timed a, uh, where there was very minimal traffic yeah. and so we can kind of get the, the, the effect. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was, it's 
it was pretty raw <laughs> for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, Man, it's amazing. It really is just like such a crazy, powerful sequence where I'm like, I mean, I'm trying to think like from to, to talk more, a bit more specifically, I would say if you haven't seen the film, maybe like skip the next minute or two, we'll get a, a slightly into spoiler territory, but like, uh, so I'm trying to remember just from, from like my, my memory of watching the film, uh, there's the shot kind of from like we're shooting across the truck where the three of them are having a conversation. Oh, and then yeah, there's a like shot the where you're okay. shooting down the road where I think you could see all mm-hmm. those cars like you were talking about. Yeah. And yeah. then does it go straight from, maybe I'm getting them mixed up in the order, but then it's from that to like the hostess tray when he gets in the car to that whole mm-hmm. sequence. Is it, am I right? Is the, are those the three shots? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. How many takes? Was that a full day? Um, what did that look like? Well, I'm trying to think. I think it was a full day. Um, we might have done something earlier in that day, but just something small, and then kind of wait for the right light. Um, and if I if I remember correctly, I think we did that in two days. Okay. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's a lot. Yeah. 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 I think we did that in two days, and because uh, there had to be a makeup applied, and that took a couple. I think right. that took about almost two hours. Okay. And so um, we did, I think across the bed of the truck, we did a one day and then the actual confrontation. Because it's so performance heavy. Yeah, just so much going yeah, on. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and... and um, um, Dude, that scene is also, I don't think it's, I don't know if it's the longest scene in there, but it's it's definitely one of the longer scenes. And you kind of, dude, it's such it's a magical... It's so tense. It is so, insane. So tense. <laughs> And it's and it's really like the only point of like violence in the movie too. So and it's also nothing. It's nothing crazy that you haven't seen yet. But like in the context mm-hmm. of the movie, it, it it like the tension builds so high that when it actually happens, you're it's so shocking and so and Clay Coffer is so good, but like so good. Oh it's my God. so so sad, bro. Like yeah, it's yeah, one yeah, of the saddest sure. moments that I've seen in film where he's, and it's everything leading up to that too. You know, that's just like so brutal, man, but that scene is just yeah, executed I'll, so well. What I will say is after we finished the minors, um, Robert pitched me another short film, which was that scene that you're watching that, that you're wow. talking about. So that was, that was supposed to be the short film uh, that we were going to do, which was that confrontation. Wow about his dad, his dad picking up his kids with, uh, and then getting his with by the boyfriend of his new, or of, of his ex-girlfriend. And so, um, and I think from there, he kind of just evolved it and yeah. you know, just massaged it into this film. And so I, um, uh, but, but, uh, but I mean, the acting, like the actors that they chose, the cast, they're all phenomenal, uh, uh, just actors. And um, it was, that was my first time, like seeing it in person, like, uh, real actors uh, i don't know hopefully i don't offend anybody that i worked with before before that but uh yeah, sure. but it was it was it was just so crazy to see how they were able to become somebody else mm, um yeah. and um uh, so yeah for me it was it, it was cool and because i know when we, when we did like the so the car so that was another scene where we put the camera on the golf cart and um it was supposed to be static but it didn't feel right i know robert just started moving and i was like oh i guess we're i guess we're we're pushing in and i'm and i'm just trying to frame reframe and then trying to get the uh and trying to get the um you know just the compositions to to feel yeah. you know, purposeful um, um and 
and and and that's also I'm not sure if you guys noticed this too. So like the everything was was uh, framed to four three, and then that's the only scene where it opens up uh, to a one six six. No, uh, I, did not I don't think I noticed that. It it's uh it's and it was meant to kind of show like this, you know, the explosion. It was the explosion of the of the, like that. All of this was building up to guys, this moment. <laughs> <laughs> How did that go unnoticed? I don't think I noticed that. No, well, that's good. I mean, I, I think it was it was meant to be felt more than, yeah, than, it was. than hopefully seeing it. And um, and uh, and and also and also because we we did shoot we shot everything in one six six, but with four three frame guides, right? Just in case we need a little bit of something, sure, yeah. something else. And so um, and and compositionally, it also just worked well with one six six. And so um, you know, okay, just, can I ask you one question about this yeah. last scene? Because I know we talked yeah. about not shooting in coverage, right? So uh-huh. I am wondering, and maybe it's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to try and give you an answer. Uh, you know, we're shooting this sequence in like a, a couple from a couple angles. What was the conversation or what was kind of in your head or, or Robert's as to like when that switch would happen? Um, why you needed multiple angles? Uh, was it logistical? Was it not? What, what were kind of like the conversations had as to how you would cover that that last sequence, the way I understood it was that we needed to see Clay's or David's face. We needed to see his emotion because I mean, it, like all of this was just coming because he's leaning over him. the truck, kind of towards right. camera, and, right? Correct. Yeah, and yeah. so and and they were and yeah, and they were really good at that. They were stacking the top of each other, so you saw like right. all these layers right. of emotion, and um, and it also and it also worked um, logistically for for uh, making the, you know, the beat down scene kind of yeah, like, a little more mysterious. Uh, so he's dragged. Yeah. And so when he gets, yeah, exactly. So you're, so you're putting, you're just imagining like what, what's going on. And so you're hearing the sounds. Oh, is he's on the ground, the right? And he's kind of obscured by the back of the truck. Is, is that right? Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. Right. And he starts crawling to the front of the, of the truck. And so, and so, yeah, I think it was like an edit choice. Um, Did you shoot any other, uh, like angles coverage. Or, or coverage on that? No, that was it. That was it. Just down the road and, and over the, over the truck. <laughs> I'm like disgusted and like just in complete awe. <laughs> Dude, I'm serious, man. I don't know how to say this. I'm any other way than like, I haven't been like this taken by a film in a long time. Um, and to kind of hear the way you guys went about it. I mean, so Christian and I, not that you give, you you care, but <laughs> Christian and I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get my first film off the ground. Christian's involved in a producer capacity. And I'm like, Oh, cool. This is like, uh, yeah, it's like getting me jacked up to just go do it. No, that's awesome, man. That's congratulations. Are you filming soon or are you just kind of like still in the, well, uh, pre- full, full transparency. It's like, I don't know how much to get into on this Christian, but it's like right now it's like kind of started as like this tiny thing and we've gotten some producers involved. So now it's like potentially this much bigger thing, but I'm kind of like wanting it. I don't know. I'm, I'm having trouble. There's a balance we got to find for sure. I'm not, I'm having trouble not wanting it to be this again, you know, like, Mm. or Mm. I'm like, I just kind of want to like take control back and, make it like a smaller thing that I have more yeah. control over. So the, hearing all this, it's really hard for me not to be like, let's fucking go. <laughs> you know, let's, just go let's go make it that yeah. way. But yeah. Um, 
anyway. Dude, I think it's a, no, it's like yeah. a masterpiece in not just uh, storytelling and, and sort of like tension building and whatever, but it's also like a master class in just not making a film that is unattainable, you know? Like doing yeah. it the way that you guys did it could have only been done with the type of story that you guys were telling. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, like, right. Like yeah. if you yeah. guys had done it the same way, but the the story was much more convoluted or is it much more like, even if it was just like 10 more locations and it took place over like a bunch of more days, it would have been a different film. It, it, but I think yeah. it's like a perfect sort of balance that Robert sort of figured out of like, no, I only need this to tell this story. You know, and I think something else that he would that he'll do in the future will be different, obviously. For sure. But I think uh in in terms of like knowing what you can pull off. Dude, how to like calibrate the story. How to right. calibrate your production for, for to to memes, your story yeah. is this is definitely a master class for anybody to watch. But Dude, I think we could talk about this all day, but um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys can, uh, people listening, you guys can see it on Amazon Prime. I think it's it's streaming kind of all over the place. Um, yeah, I think it's streaming on Hulu. Yeah, it's streaming oh, on nice. Hulu. Yeah. Um, okay. It's also like a, it's not a super, I think it's like an hour and 80, a half or something. 80, it's not minutes. crazy yeah. long. Like, mm-hmm. um, take some time to watch it today and, and uh, listen back to this episode with some more context. But, um, Oscar, dude, thanks for coming on, dude. This has been sort of hey, a blast, dude. Very infuriating. I but, hope we uh, haven't showered you with too much praise. <laughs> <laughs> I'd ask you, no, I'd ask you what you were uh, doing next, but I know exactly what you're doing next. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. Can, well, first of all, I think we're kind of done with the episode, so thanks, dude, for real. Uh, yeah, of course. Congrats on Iconic. That's very cool. Oh, thank you. Um, we wish you the best of luck with all that, man. Have you have you shot a lot of commercials and shit? Yeah, I've been pretty busy the last uh, cu- uh, couple of months. This and it's starting to pick up again. Um, so I'm excited to to see what uh, projects are going to come along. I'd love to do another like two features. Yeah, um, this year and then the rest commercials kind of like pay the bills, been, baby. Pretty eye opening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> pay the bills. Yeah, that's but, great, man. No, it's been it's awesome. That's great. Well, best of luck. Have fun with. Uh, Christian in Austin. When are you guys? When are you guys shooting? What, February uh, the ninth, February 9th through the twelfth, I think. Dude, literally that. I know I talk about this all the time. That was like the same dates I was shooting last year when I got snowed in and at Austin. Oh really? Austin. Yeah. Oh dang. Um, I hope it's yeah. cold. That would be. That would I think be that was like if it was incredibly strange for Austin. I mean, I'm sure it'll be kind of chilly, but that was like a once in a lifetime event. Yeah. But anyway. Um, dude, I'm hoping, I'm hoping for overcast guys. Yeah, something nice. I don't even know movie. what you guys are shooting. What What is this for? Uh, it's a, you've seen Inherit the Earth, huh? Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, it's yeah. Essentially, I, I like a, of course, I've seen it, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, Oscar, dude. Thanks for thanks for talking. Uh, <laughs> no, no worries, man. This season of Good is sponsored by Good Treatments. Good Treatments is a highly curated shop of pre-made treatment designs for commercials, music videos, features, and branded content. We've all spent sleepless nights writing our treatments, only to have to start from scratch on the design. With Good Treatments, you have the look of a custom design without the cost or time. With drag-and-drop tools, you simply replace your images, copy and paste your text, and you're good to go. 
For our good listeners, we're giving away a coupon code for 20% off your next purchase. Simply use code GOOD20 at checkout. See all the treatment designs at goodtreatments.space.